Have you talked about, uh, it looks like Joe's anime obsession behind him? Anime? What are you talking about? Where do you see anime Not anywhere? Not yours, the other Joe. He said Joe, and you're automatically Joe, too. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I mean, I have known Frankie for longer, so, you know. That is true. That is true. I am, I, I just for you guys, I brought my Mimic Ooh. There you go. Thank you. And your also, Jay's hat. Also, Frankie... We've known each other for longer because we were in a few classes together freshman year that you just don't uh -huh. remember. Thank you for joining us here on another steaming hot edition of Cup of Joe's. A very special edition and a very special guest joining us here. Epinode, Epinode, wow guys, episode number 69. I know Joe's been anticipating this moment for a long time. Nice. Alright, so let's get to our special guest on this special episode. It is our good friend, Francisco Alvarez. We went to college with Frankie. He's an, an online persona. He's an online king. He makes great Instagram clips. He's in a bunch of podcasts. He's on YouTube shows, a Twitch streamer, uh, you know, playing a lot of fun games. He does, he's a married man with kids at home. He does, he's a, a man of everything. Francisco Alvarez, thank you for joining us here on Cup of Joe's. How are you, good sir? Wow, what, uh, what an introduction. We did go to college. Uh, that's true. Uh, I am a married man. Also true. I don't make the clips, but I'll take credit for it. Okay. Well, that's, that's all I see when I see on Instagram. I see like 10, I don't really use Instagram, but like maybe once a month, I'll just scroll through and watch like your 15 of your highlights. And like, I'm like, okay, I'm caught up on what, on what Frankie's okay. up to. I mean, Hey man, whatever, whatever gets it done. Good to see you boys. I, Joe Brown, we talk quite often. Yes. And, uh, Perry and I haven't spoke to you in about four four cycles of Rogaine ago, so I don't even know. That's what five years, six years, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! It's it been was. a minute. Me, I reach out to you on Instagram every now and again. I have your phone number. I just never use it because I'm like, if I text him, he's not gonna know who it is. <laughs> no, I will. I still have your number. Is it still five 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 five? Yeah, that's exactly it. Is it, still it. One, is it still 1-800-BUTT-SEX? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That is my number. I okay. forgot about okay. that. Okay. All right. that's it what matches I up. It's 10, it's 10 <laughs> digits, right? It matches up. It, yeah, it's definitely it. Yeah. But yeah. So, Thank you guys for having me. I've been uh, hounding Joe Brown, and by hounding, meaning not responding to his text messages for a while. <laughs> A while, because uh, I I love I love talking nerd stuff, and I know I love talk. I know you guys love talking nerd stuff, and Joe and I used to talk nerd stuff, and then oh, yeah. the other Joe and I used to talk nerd stuff. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a good time. Yeah, we just bounced around talking nerd stuff all the time. That's right. Back in the days of college, when boy oh boy, we're, we're, mm -hmm. was life different? Life was a nothing lot, was going on. A lot simpler in college. That's right. That is, that is right. Oh, and it always oh, felt God. like the most like stressful, important thing. And you're like, this actually means nothing. This That's right. Not significant I, at all. I was just a drunk. Joe Brown was just the 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 fraternity paddle boy, and Joe Perrion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What? And Joe Perriot was just gearing up to lose his partner to uh, someone of the opposite sex. Oh, oh my God. Well, 
Ooh. Look at that! Happened. This is good. Definitely <laughs> happened. This is a uh, this is a good this is a good episode. I love it. I'm loving the energy right now. Uh, I was gonna say, you know, when since we all went to New Haven, Frankie, for anyone listening, was my RA my freshman year, and actually, that's you know, right, inspired <laughs> inspired me to become an RA and you know do so many things. And actually, it's really Frankie's fault that I'm so in debt from how screwed over I got <laughs> by residents uh, re- residential life because if i if i never met him i never would have wanted to be an ra and i wouldn't have had so much unnecessary debt from that whole situation so thank you frankie but, but then hey, you listen. would have never met me and then we would have never done this that's it's a, that's a big butterfly effect you're right uh he he's very right um and uh i mean i don't like to say you're welcome uh, so i'm not going to uh <laughs> but uh, hey, man. I mean, everything happens for a reason. Aren't you so happy you're in years of debt and probably never going to be able to own a home? Yeah, yeah I'm very happy. I, I've come to terms. I've come to terms with it. I'm, I'm like Perfect. numb. I won't say happy or sad. I'm numb to the idea that I will never be out of debt. Yeah. So, well, no, seriously, the jokes aside, though, you know, um, always great to talk to you guys. Perry, and I, it really, really, really is crazy. I haven't spoke to you in a long time. and. Uh, there was a while where we, me, you, and uh, Brendan Ryan were just, just the, the three, the three bad boys oh of my residential God. life. I remember that. And, I, remember, uh, I remember driving you boys around, getting drunk at, on the border every other Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? Now he doesn't answer me. Wow. That's not true. Brutal, no, Brendan, Brendan Ryan. Oh, oh. well, he's, he's gone. I don't <laughs> even know where he is. Bro, he started a new life. I, oh, my God. Those those Idaho wins. Idahos, Idahines, Idahites. I don't know. Idahidians? Idahidians? Did I just offend like three or four different like classes of people? Well, they're not. Uh, who knows? Anyway, they're not so. listening anyway. Yeah. <laughs> right. okay. Three listeners we have are in Canada, I think. So. Yeah, we do. We got a Canadian audience. I don't know. How hey, to... man. Hey, listen, you We're know, a global you, product, Frankie. Humble, be- humble beginnings, baby, and I'm here to help you out. Um, there we go. But I don't. I don't mean to commandeer the show. Uh, oh, okay, but go ahead and comment. But, but uh, Perry, and I don't know if you know this. Joe Brown knows this. I actually, uh, every now and then, I call him in in a in a hurry uh, because <laughs> I have I'm in the middle, like I'm on my way to a Pokemon tournament, and he knows how intense I am with my Pokemon. Yeah, it's very dedicated. Uh, I'm very dedicated, and I have uh, Perry and Joe. I have a list of Pokemon here that I need your help with. Uh, okay. Need to know if they get the thumbs up to start in the tournament or thumbs down. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, so uh, bear with me. Um, you know, these are all Pokemon that I caught myself. Uh, and, uh, you know, things, things, what? We're Go, listening. So. We're listening. Yeah. We're listening. Uh, all Pokemon that I caught myself. And, you know, I, I really, I hope that they get the job done for me. All right. So uh, just so just so you know, give me the thumbs up, thumbs down, what you think. All of them are, are level 48. And they're all holding an item. The item is Alakazite. Okay. <laughs> this is what I deal with, Joe. Okay. When Frankie calls me, continue. Wait, so, wait, before you continue, are are you actually going to Pokemon tournament? Yes, I'm going to tournament. That? I'm going to tournament with this team. Let me know God. who you think I should start. All right. So starting off, Spinarak. Okay. All right. Followed up by Botwinak. <laughs> Uh, for any might- non-UNH related <laughs> listeners here, these Bowenick was just, uh, a building at, at New Haven. All right, then my next, then my next three is uh, Picky Peck. <laughs> okay. 
so these are like these are three that like if I'm putting these three in, they have to stay in together. Uh-huh. P- Picky peck, Toxapex, Pippi sex. <laughs> I like the trio. I like it. Okay. Uh, obviously, these next two go together as well. Murkrow, obviously, after you give them the moonstone evolves into Whoa! Murkrow. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm crying. Oh uh, I thought of, I, I thought about mix, mixing up a team, having a team of six, going Reggie Rock, Reggie Ice, Reggie Steel, uh, Reggie Fiamme. Um, <laughs> uh, but I don't know if I'm going to do that one. I then also, if I want to, you know, get. Uh, you know, water type, water rock type. I have Clauncher, uh, who with you know with a silk dress evolves into a lowland. What have I got? Oh my god, <laughs> Frank! Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> this is this is brutal. You know, this might be your most competitive team you've fielded so, yeah, so yeah. far. And then I have uh, Behem, uh, Klefki, mm-hmm. Bergmite, Bergamy. Okay. Uh, Jang, yeah, Jangmo, and then Sedexo. Oh, mm. I like it. I like it. You know, very competitive team. Yes. Um, so I, Joe, I, Joe the, what are your what are your thoughts here? I'll I'll hold off on mine. The Amber Crow only has four moves, and it's all Leer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Joe is like actually Dear silently God. laughing right now. Like, oh my God. He's laughing so hard. No sound is coming. Oh out. my God. Oh God. Um, wow. What a start to an episode. Huh? Just, I, think you, I think you could take it all away. I think oh, you could take, take it to Japan and you'd probably take it all away. I think, I think so. I think so. I'll take it to Japan and I'll come back on one of those pillows Joe Brown asked me to get for him. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Who's on the pillow though? Um... The squid monster. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, oh wow. Okay, gotcha. You know me. You know me. <laughs> all right, my commandeering is done. Okay, cool. So let's talk about you, Frankie. So uh, you're involved in the Basement Yard podcast. You're in the 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 Schmodown YouTube channel, right? Schmodown. Um, yes. Yes. So yes. like you know, how do you really stay on top of all of these projects that you have online, and also when you stream on Twitch and you play games? Wow, having a full time job and having a family and everything. Like, how do you balance everything? Well, there are certain, uh, you know, things and sacrifices you need to make. I actually, I, I, I am normally a regular streamer on Twitch, but unfortunately over the last couple of months, um, it's taken a backseat because I have a, a young uh, daughter. I have a nine-month-old daughter. Um, and, you know, just a lot of uh, hard work, dedication, time management, cocaine, and, you know, just finding out ways to... There it is. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Honestly, you make it work. You know, I'm really I, I have an incredible, um, you know, normally people always like the, the normal thing to talk about, you know, when it comes to partners is like, oh, my my old ball and chain doesn't want me to play video games. But like my wife is super, super supportive. And like she knows that this is stuff that I love to do and that I'm good at. So she has only been super supportive. So it's nice to not have to worry about, you know, her being upset by things, you know, and also just time management you know trying to make it work it's it's stuff that i love to do so it doesn't feel like work and it's fun there you go do you want the no i assume joe was gonna follow up the next question you know, i thought we had like some some in sync with each other i was like oh maybe joe has a question i'll 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 lay out here and give joe the floor 
Okay, yeah. Let me ask you another question that has nothing to do about what you just said. Um, <laughs> you're obviously into video games, but um, what the listeners that we have can't see is you have a a collectible wall behind you. And my main question is, what is your main um, what is your main like drive to, of collectibles? Like, what is your collectible like fuel? Is it retro game, retro toys? Is it like uh, Marvel stuff. I know you. I remember in college you were very much into Batman. Um, I don't know yeah. if you're still Ooh, true. Yeah, he's right. Th- he's right there. And then there's some Batman stuff on the bottom over there. I'm not. You know, I'm weird. Uh, I I was uh, damaged as a child. Uh, as you know, as we all are, boys. For sure. Uh, no, 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 no. I I I I'm very nostalgic, and I'm I hold my childhood in in really high regard. And I loved the not only like the toys and stuff that I played with, but I, I I think like just like the quality of the stuff that we had when we were kids was so much better. If I'm crazy for saying that, like, no, like it was, you're you're right. It just, yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I, I always, um, you know, I always wanted to hold on to my toys and, you know, actually the day I saw toy story three, um, which you guys have seen toy story three spoiler alert. It's a tearjerker. Of course. Uh, and I remember calling my mom after I saw the movie. I was like, Mom, where are all my toys? And she's like, oh, well, we had no room. I had to get rid of them. So I didn't speak to my mom for like 14 years. And um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I didn't speak to her for like 14 weeks. And uh, joke. Uh, you know, I, I, we know. I, we know. I like at that, at that point, I said to myself, like, I need to get this stuff back. And yeah. through the years, like it's been pretty difficult you know during college you know because you're broke college kids i mean you guys know what it's like you know you have no source of income so what i did have i wasn't going to spend it on you know retro toys and video games and stuff like that it's you know i was spending it on going out and hanging with my friends yeah uh so once once i started to get a job and you know started to you know establish a, a steady income i said all right well let's start getting what I want. I don't like, I'm not one of those people. that's like, I want to have all of this or one of these or every single one of these. I just want to have what I had as a kid and okay. that's it, you know? And not <sighs> even like, I'm not one of those psychos that put it up on the wall at, you know? And then I'm like, I'm never touching it. Like my son comes down here, my six year old son. And he'll be like, you want to play Megazords? I'm like, yeah. And I take all the Megazords down and we play Megazords. You know, okay. that's, that's the big thing is like, I remember how heartwarming and how incredible it felt to play with those things as a kid. And I, all I've wanted to do is just share that with my family. And I always said, like, I want my kids to play with what I loved. And it like, I, I, it's really, really, really hard to explain the feeling of having, you know, your son run up to you with a Power Rangers turbo turbo Zord and be like, let's take this apart. Let's play. And it's just like, it's so it's crazy because you instantly get brought back to when you were a kid doing that stuff. Yeah. You know, same with video games. Uh, you know, not pictured back here as I have, you know, I have a bunch of the retro consoles and retro games and stuff like that, you know? Um, and it's, again, it's not about having everything. It's about having what I had and giving that to my kids. Um, you know, because one of the best and one of my favorite memories that I have with my son is he woke up one morning, woke me up. He's like, you know, normally you'd be like, oh, my God, waking me up in the morning. You know, like, let me sleep. He wakes me up. He's like, do you want to play Banjo-Kazooie? And I was like, oh, my God, yeah. Oh, my God. And it's just, you know, being able to I, – I, I don't know if I can speak for you guys. I think I can. But, like, this space and this realm 
of nerddom and you know pop it's bled over into pop culture and for so long when we were kids there was a very clear divide you had your jocks you had your goth kids you had your theater nerds then you had the kids that played pokemon in the corner and now that like that stuff is bled into the pop culture we can like share our excitement with this stuff as we used to try to do when we were kids and people aren't like you know hanging us upside down and taking our lunch money for it oh yeah you know so Please, I, you know, I'll walk around and, you know, I'll see someone wearing a, you know, a wrestling shirt since yeah, I'm a wrestling fan, too. And it's not like, you know, it's not like the 60s being, you know, uh, having to, like, hide who you are and stuff like that. Like, everyone's just, like, super open and cool about it now. And it's it's super, super awesome. So it's why not? Right. Yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely. Now, Frankie, I do know one thing you are passionate about is movies. Like how we mentioned the, the, the yeah. slowdown. You guys have some, like serious smack talking tweets like i don't mm. i don't i don't know if it's a show thing if it's like a, a for fun or like you like you say some ruthless things in twitter exchanges to some of these other co-hosts and i'm like oh frankie i, I hope you can back it up next episode uh yeah i mean the 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 movie trivia showdown is the perfect meld of movie trivia and professional wrestling it's the competition you know, intense competition. And then it's the showmanship of professional wrestling, you know? So sometimes you need to play it up a little bit. You need to play your character, you know, you need to, uh, but other times you just, you know, talk your smack and let people know that you're not one to be trifled with. Uh, we just went, we just wrapped. Well, I shouldn't say we, um, season eight is coming to a close now. Um, but there's hundreds of matches on YouTube free for everybody to go check out. And you can check out the ones that I had. I've had three matches this year. I walked away two and one, uh, which I'm, you know, I'm upset I lost that last one because I played like Gabagool, but you know, it's it's super, super, it's super fun. You guys, I mean, it, I would highly recommend watching it if you like movies. Anyone, you guys or anyone that listens to this. I have it up. I'm going to look at one when we're done. All right. So now that we're on the topic of movies, you're a big Marvel fan, MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe fan. And that's right. We're all gigantic Spider-Man fans, you know, all among us, even, uh, you know, in this call. Um, We have a new movie, Spider-Man Far From Home, coming out next month. And the trailer dropped earlier this week, like the latest trailer. So we're like a month away. We're all very excited. And Frank, I saw in some of your tweets, you've been very excited for Far From Home. And like, you even say like, you know, you all don't even deserve this movie for how good it's going to be and stuff. So like, you know, let's, let's, let's start this conversation up. Like, what are your thoughts on Far From Home, the trailer from this week, like your overall excitement for the film? Wait, um, before you start, I want to ask you a question yes, about sir. the movie. Do, before you go on anything, do you think that the Doctor Strange in this film is actually Doctor Strange? This is what I've been dying to know this. I, oh, I, I, been... <laughs> I, I don't I don't know because he he's acting like a D-bag, but also like he's an act. He's he's kind of a conceited D-bag like that's who yeah. he was in his movie. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. Of course, everyone's going to come out and scream Mephisto from the, you know, from the top of the hills. I, I don't know. I at this point with this movie, I am so like it is such a weird topic for me because I'm such a big Spider-Man fan. And Joe, you know how long I've been a Spider-Man fan. Oh, you saw right. a video of me from 2008, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man. And, uh, uh, he could get shot. Get it's shot. so good, dude. Is that even on YouTube or no? Is that just... it is still on YouTube? Yeah. Oh, 
God, so good. For those of you, so what we're referencing is um, Spider-Man 3, the original, the Raimi one, premiered at the theater in Astoria, New York, which is where I grew up. And they did the premiere, yeah. and they were going to people on, like, the side, like, the sidewalk on the street being like, yo, like, are you excited for this movie? First of all, I'm wearing, like, a size triple XL Vince Young Titan jersey. <laughs> I have like dog tags on, and I'm like, what's he's up? just so he's so New York it hurts in the video. You know oh my god! I mean? And I remember they came up to me for some reason. I was getting a lot of people coming up to me. There were people all around me, but for me, they coming up to me a bunch. And uh, I forgot her name, uh, but she's like, "Oh, are you excited? Who's your favorite Spider-Man villain?" And this was the big movie where Venom was coming out. Mm-hmm. You know, so everyone wanted to be like, "Oh, Venom, Venom!" And they were like, "Oh, who's your favorite Spider-Man villain?" I was like, "Oh, Carnage." And she was like, <laughs> she's like looking around. She was like looking around. She's like, what about Venom? I was like, oh yeah, you're gonna get, you're gonna get shot. You're gonna get shot. <laughs> it's so good. It's so but stupid in the video. I like. You had such this, confidence, Frankie. This is one of those weird movies where, yes, of course, I'm excited for it. I love what they have built. I think Tom Holland really is the perfect Spider-Man. Yes. Uh, and um. You know, the, the world that they built around him and everything, I really, really enjoy. But at the same time, it's like people can't leave well enough alone. And we've come to a place of movie news where everything now is about being like, I got the leak. I got the leak. I got the leak. And like how awesome, you know, was Endgame when you guys saw it in theaters? And what did you know about that movie? You knew nothing. I mean, you saw mm. the trailers, but the trailers were mostly clips from like the first like hour yeah. of the movie, you know, Um so people are just like they can't leave well enough alone and everyone wants to, you know, get the trending tweet and the, you know, get get ahead of everything. So they they've just leaked so much stuff and it's so disappointing. So the trailers I'm super pumped for these, you know, the 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 movie and the trailers have looked good, but at the same time I'm watching them like I don't want to watch this. And I really hope that Amy Pascal and Kevin Feige go through and scrub that movie and if there is I'm not going to say possibly who, but if there are people that have been leaked as to possibly being in the movie, if they are actually in it, take them out, take them out and like dangle it in front of our face. And and just like the last, like the post credit scene is like, remember when Captain America sat down after, you know, homecoming and he was like, so you did something bad. You know, your body's changing. It's just Kevin Feige being like, you did this to yourself. You losers (laughs) like something and leave it alone for once, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm excited, but at the same time, it's like, my God, it's exhausting. Well, it's the whole thing about all I've been seeing today, like on TikTok, Instagram, and like Reddit is how people are overanalyzing the new trailers and how they're like, look at this, something's missing here. Or look at this, this is this, that's like overanalyzed, like, and it's, and I agree with you, Frankie, it's, it's upsetting to like have the movie that you are really interested in, you don't really want to know anything about it, get kind of get like spoiled for you. So it's it's become like its own, like, uh, uh, like workforce now. I mean, you know, trailer analyzation get, and listen, I'm not saying I'm not part of the problem. I watch these videos too, you know? Um, but they get so many views and they make so much money off it. And it's like, well, duh, you're going to do it if you have the ability to, you know, yeah. just throw a picture, you know, throw the poster of the movie on there with a red circle and a big yellow arrow and like, boom, you have a million views. So, you know, it's just it's a vicious circle. And and I think like, you know, these movies in reality don't need trailers. They need to yeah. come out and say, yo, Doctor Strange 2 is coming out in May. See you there. People are going to see it. They don't need a trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
People are going to see these movies anyways. So the more that you put out, the more you possibly ruin for just the regular audience that doesn't want to be spoiled. And granted, you know, we're the intense fans, but I, I have like a real love-hate relationship with this right now. Well, I, what surprised me the most about this week's trailer, like not even, you know, because I'm very excited for the movie. Um, like we've talked about it on so many episodes in our podcast, like everything Spider-Man related. But like what killed me was this trailer felt like it was like a mid 90s, early 2000s trailer that showed you the whole movie from beginning to end to like get you to go to the theater. But it's like yeah. Marvel, like you already have our money. Like I'm pretty sure the trailer is showing you the climax of the movie, like the the climactic final battle. There's Sandman, there's Lizard, there's Electro. Like they're obviously all gonna be like in a climactic battle at the end, and the trailer is showing you that. And I'm like, you don't. This isn't like some like low budget indie film that has to show you the whole story in two minutes. Like it's it's freaking Spider Man. You know what I mean? Like we don't need to see everything. Yeah, yeah and I uh, hate. Go ahead, Joe. I was going to say, yeah, but you know that they've scrubbed parts of that off. Like, right, yeah, so we're seeing even most less, of it. So it makes it even yeah, like, more irrelevant then. Like, you're going to show something that you doctored anyway, so it's not even – I can't even get attached to the image you're showing me. Yeah, yeah but I, I, I hate to say it. I, I feel like it is – it's such a weird thing with Spider-Man because – if remember, this is not Marvel Studios. It's it's a joint connection with you know Marvel Studios and with Sony. You know, so you have this weird thing where they have to kind of play to both sides of the, you know, both both ends there, you know, and both parties there. And I, I hate to say it, but I feel like this is more like Sony not being able to leave well enough alone. Marvel, if this was Marvel, Marvel would be like, yo, you're getting clips from the first, you know, 30 minutes of the movie and that's it. Where, yeah, yeah. I mean, look at what they did with the first Venom trailer. The first Venom trailer, they put like, basically they put the end scene. Yep literal end yeah. scene in the trailer you know the we are Ven and it's like they don't know how to just leave well enough alone and it's like they need to just keep stuffing 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 stuff into it until it bursts at the seams yeah it's like i also think it has to do with the fact that they want people to go to the theater to see this movie because they're tired of putting stuff out on like because i don't think they would be able to put this movie out on no, disney plus for like only they said it's yeah. theater only yeah well that's what i'm saying they're like they're like if you want to see this dope movie we made like look at this look at all this crap we threw in this movie come to the theater and see it don't sit on the come to the theater they're like incentivized uh, they're like trying to get you to come they're like yeah, yeah. they're they're trying too hard to get you to come to the theater is what i'm what i'm trying to say where they don't need to like people are going to come to the theater like i i'm going to come and see tom holland swing his small ass around new york city being spider-man like that's what i'm, I'm going to do that <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, it's 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 such a double-edged sword because, you know, I, personally, I can speak for, you know, myself. When I saw the trailers for Eternals, I was like, they're showing nothing here. I don't really care for it. And then I ended up enjoying the movie. And granted, it wasn't my favorite, but I, I was like, all right, this is a, you know, this is a fine movie. Yeah, it was fine. You know, but, like, that's the other end of the spectrum where people are going to criticize whatever you do. Uh, and it's so tough here, you know, because... Anything that you do in the in this world is going to be criticized by either the diehard fans or by people that you know are are going that are not the diehard diehard fans that are like, well, you need to pander to us because we're the general public. It's weird. Um, I'm excited for this movie. The reality is like, I hope that Marvel, and not as much Sony because they're they're going to do whatever the heck they want. But like, I hope Marvel is just like, you know what? Here's our slate of movies. This is when it's coming out. See you at the theater. They're gonna make yeah. a, a, they're gonna make money anyways just because of what they are. Like it doesn't matter if you see a trailer or if you see a trailer, just make it like 
you know, a teaser, you know, just like that first, uh, the, the first end game trailer was like, it was, it was like person, 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 end game, see you there. And it's like, that's all you need to do. These movies sell themselves. Stop trying to reinvent the wheel here. I know Sony wants to have their universe so bad and they've been trying to do this for like, it seems like 10 years now, but just, just, just let it naturally take its course. Yeah. Now let's quick, you know let's let's quickly go over the big elephant in the room. You know we'll each go one out one by one. If you had to bet your house, Frankie, or I don't know, Joe, bet your like Majora's Mask statue, and I don't know, I'll I'll bet something also. If you had to bet something important to you, are, that was the most subtle way that Joe said that he has nothing. I have nothing. Are <laughs> Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield in the movie? You're betting your house on it. I'm betting my house on it because I've already seen people pointing out in the trailers that they've scrubbed them out of the trailers. I've, I'm betting my house on it. You can see in one of the recent trailers a, the lizard man jumping forward and getting punched, punched in the by face air. by nothing. Right. Yeah, see, the, I'm betting on it. That Also, you're not going to put like Doc Ock and Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin in the movie and not have Tobey Maguire in it, but I don't think he's going to be in it until like the last third of the movie. Like he's going to. It's going to be one of those like shock factors is like, oh, my God, he's here. Yeah, I'll bet my house that they're in it, too. But like I said, I would be so excited if they're just like, you know what? We're taking them out. We're taking them out. And they make us like, <laughs> you know how like a cat like poops or pees on the carpet and you like rub their face in it. Yeah. And it's like, I hope that they just like they put like a blank screen and just text on the screen saying like we scrubbed it. I hope you feel good about yourself, you know, and then the last like 40 minutes is just like Tom Holland Rick rolling us. And like Tom Holland's like talking to them, but they're not there anymore. So it's just like the wall is like, oh, hey, and it just cuts to like whatever his lines were is just blank. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's yeah, it's just like um, in you know how in like TV shows or something when it's like a duplicate of the person and like they talk to them and it's like over their shoulder and then they switch yeah. to do it again. Yeah, I hope yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be fantastic. Okay, well, Frankie, you might be homeless because maybe they won't be in there. That would be crazy. I, I'll I'll gladly be homeless for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think your wife and kids will be glad about it. They'll figure it out. They'll they'll be all right. They're sad. I mean, it, <laughs> the, they'll keep. What, what will happen is I'll leave my house. I'll be like, you know what? I made a promise. They can they can stay here, and I'll be like, out of pride, I'll sleep on the lawn. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So we got a little bit less than a month, I think, or almost exactly a month, whatever it is, till Exa- exactly uh, as today. Yeah. So, yeah. Our last topic we can get into quickly before you have to get out of here is I know Frankie, when he streams, he's always streaming shooters. He's playing Call of Duty and Battlefront and like all these other games. Always with my boy Keith. How's, my, how's Keith doing, by the way? He's all right. He's one of a kind. He's, he's great. He's living he's, the dream. He is like, he is the most like, Oh, like for him to go on the internet the way he does and speak the way he does, he is the most proud of like you know has so he's he's okay with who he is and I respect it. I love, Keith is I love Keith to death. Period. End of story. Yeah. Um, so we have a new shooter that has just launched. The campaign's not out yet until December. But what are, you, what are you looking at me, Joe? We we have a new shooter, never been heard of before. Have you heard of it? It's a little indie game. No, don't you dare! Don't you, don't you dare semantic me like that, Joe. It is new because literally, I'm saying it launched this week. I didn't say a new franchise. Did anyone hear me say franchise? New IP? No. The new game came out, Halo Infinite multiplayer for free, 
has launched this week. I've put a couple hours into it. I know Joe played the flights a couple weeks ago and has played a little bit here. Frankie, you're a big shooter fan. Have you dabbled in Halo Infinite multiplayer at all yet? I've stuck my toe in it. <laughs> nice. Okay. What do you like? What do you think about it? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know if I'm the right person to really um, uh, review. I- I'll tell you my thoughts, but I haven't played a Halo since Halo Two. Okay. Uh, which what 2005? 16 years. Yeah. Uh, around around that long. Um. So I don't know if what I was experiencing is just like that's Halo, or if it's just like not like it's not like what it's supposed to be. Uh. I enjoyed it. It was a game that I was playing with my friends, which, you know, in our in our old age now, it doesn't happen all that often. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was cool to jump back into into the boots of a Colonial Space Marine. Uh, is that what he is? He is a Colonial Space yep. Marine, right? No, that's that's Alien. That, I was just going with it. I was supporting that, it. That's, that's Warhammer, I believe. A, a Space Marine is Warhammer. Whatever. Whatever. I, I, listen, you said it was this confidence that I was going with it. You are, you, are a, yep. you are a Spartan. That's right. I'm a Spartan. Um, it was nice to jump back into it. It was fun. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if it's just me. The the, the people in the game are, are sponges. They are bullet sponges. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. that BR, I mean, the, the battle rifle is useless. I yeah. put, no joke, like three clips into people, yeah. and like they turn around, and they're just like, hello, and then I'm dead. So yeah, I yeah. don't know if it's just me or if that's like not yeah. how it's supposed to be. The time to kill uh, is like unbelievably warped in this game from my like three hours of playing earlier today. Like it's like I'll put uh, I, like you said, I'll put like a round and a half into somebody like an entire round and a half. And then like, OK, I guess they're just alive. And then they just kill me down. And it doesn't even show you like in other shooters, like like in Valorant, you know what I mean? Valorant shows you like how exactly much damage you had and exactly how much health they had from like shield packs and things like so you don't even get the information like was i close or was this just like a a needless task that i was never going to kill them on um so the way they 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 do it so you can tell is when you shoot at them they're red once that red goes away and they have a spark going around them their shield is down and that's when you can like end it um i haven't really had an issue like you guys with, with them being bullet sponges I have noticed that a lot of the time you do need to do a considerable amount of headshots for it to actually count for anything. I headshot a guy um, five times with the pistol, and he didn't die. Five well, headshots. The, that's the pistol. That's, that's the pistol. pistol. But still, yeah. that's the magnum what is, what brought is it, it down. Like, Ten bullets or whatever? Like, come on, I, man. I was just like, I was, I was, you know, I, I had to get used to it again because, like I said, you know, my, my first-person shooter experience has been pretty much Call of Duty and Battlefield over the last ten years. Yeah. Um, but I was really shocked because, like, I was lighting people up. Like, I would be behind people. I'd light them up with the with the with the battle rifle, a couple times. Headshot, body shot, ba 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 ba, and they would just turn around and they would have their way with me. Yep. And it was like it, it didn't make sense to me because I was like, "Yo, listen, like, I I know I can acknowledge. Like, I'm not one of those people that's like, yo, I've never died in that game. Like, legit. Like, I've I've gotten smoked in that game, but." During the time I was playing, there were a lot of times where I was like, this guy should have been long gone by this time. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of changes that have happened since you've played. Like, there, did you notice all the equipment that you can use now? Or they call it equipment, but it's like you there's a grappling hook. There's like a, a, a pulse thing that you can push people with a shield. The overshield is a is a normal one that they've had for a while. And like all that stuff did that kind of like throw you through a loop or was that not like really 
I mean, you know, I I, I played um, a Doom Eternal, so the the like the grapple hook thing was not super super surprising. Um, I uh, nothing. Cra- I mean, there was like one or two items that I used. I like I'd be like, oh, I have this spike cannon or whatever it's called, and I'd use it, and like nothing would happen. I'd be like. I'm an idiot, I guess. <laughs> um, but, you know, just like any world, it's about figuring out, um, you know, exactly how to uh, how to use those things. You know, like some of the guns, I'm still... Like, there was one cannon where this guy was, like, loading up, and I was like, what is he doing? It looks like he was going to snipe me, and then there was a laser that took out my teeth. So I was like, all right, that's probably <laughs> something to stay away from. Yeah, yeah I think I, I, need to, I, I need to replace the F key on my keyboard because i'm just breaking it trying to melee people and just not killing them like the amount of times i've literally swung at a guy six times and like he just like i don't know his pixels just don't connect with my pixels and then i die for it i'm like bro this is this is ridiculous there's yeah back in the day like i don't know if it's worse or better that they don't have it, but like there was like a little collision like you know, kind of magneting, like, with melee stuff in video games. You know what I mean? Like, if you went to melee a guy and you were going to be in range, you went up to him and you hit him. Like, he can't just, like, dodge just because. Like, that. I, that's what I found the most annoying in this I, I've so actually far. noticed that in some instances that does happen for well, me. Tell I mean, me how like, to do it because I'm not getting it. I mean, well, the, the, the obvious one is when you have the sword, the energy sword. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, but there have been times where, like, there was someone who, like, I'll knock shield down and we get close to each other and I go for a melee. And it, like, it jolts, it, it kind of jolts me toward them a little bit. Um, and that maybe I'm just misremembering or it's just, like, in the moment it was something else. Um, but... Yeah, I know what you're talking about, Joe. I miss the I'm days of like spamming F on my keyboard yes, to try. I miss to the days of like two feet black, and they won't you die. know, like Call of Duty Black Ops, where it's like when you hit the knife, they like lunge toward him and like yep. do the knife animation instead of just being yeah. like, you know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um. My my next question about it for both of you. Um. Have you played the different game modes, or was it always just Slayer? You can only play just the different game modes. I didn't see yeah, a way that right? you can, play Slayer. I was just doing quick matches. I don't know if there's a... Well, sometimes when you play the quick matches, you just constantly get the same thing over no, and over I had again. A, I had a Slayer. I had like a like a, a head thing where you had to like hold on to a Oddball. head. There Oddball. Um, and then I did uh, the point one, the ABC one. The only one I haven't done, I think, is Capture the Flag. Oh, consider yourself lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that one like bad? I got, I got the, I, I don't remember what it's called, but I call it like domination. But like, I got the domination and the capture the flag one consistently. I got Slayer. I must have played like ten matches. I got Slayer once. I got a lot. Of and Slayer. it was, yeah. it was just those two back and forth, back and forth, and then like one oddball in there, which is awful. And then I think there was like one other one. Uh, that I can't remember, but it, I did, I thought that was really frustrating because when when I was playing with the kids I was playing with, we looked for ways to just play Slayer, you know, or just play Capture the Flag or Domination or Oddball, and they didn't have that. It was just it was just the the playlist of things on kind of like repeat. I will say I thought yeah. the maps were pretty good. Yeah, um, were you guys playing the big team battles or just the small team battles? Both, both, both. both. I've only done regular. Yeah. I haven't done big team yet. You just play the big team ones. Those are also fun and annoying at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you, Frankie, are you going to get the campaign when it comes out? Uh, I have game pass. It's on there, right? Correct. It yeah. Should be, yeah. Yeah. I'll play, I'll play the campaign. I'm always, yeah. I'm not like one of those like hardos. It's just like, just give me multiplayer. Like I'm all, I'm all about campaign modes, boy. 
Yeah. It, have you heard that it's going to kind of be a little more open worldish? From what I've heard, it's being compared to a little bit like how Destiny is done. Ooh. I haven't played Destiny. I assume it's going to be kind of like. Did you guys play Gears Five? A little bit, yeah. Was it like that? Like how you have like the hub world and there's like the things hubs. around there to do. I think it's kind of going to be like that, but I think it's more of like open map. There's different settlements you got to go to and fix problems at, and you have like a ship that drops stuff off for you. And the, we're reaching. Can, go ahead. I was gonna say we're reaching a point where like every, what's old is new again, and like people are gonna be like, all right, too much open world stuff. Let's go back to the linear levels and stuff. You know, yeah. like. Joseph, what were we talking about the last episode is how tired I am of open world stuff. Yeah. Oh my god. We were talking about Far Cry 6 and how like Joe put 20 hours into it and was only 40% done with the game and he was like, come on, I got I got a life to live guys. Well, that's, that's, you know, that's how I'm like with, um, I'm playing through Ghost of Tsushima right now. Which, oh my god. Oh my god. It, it, like, one of my favorite games of the last decade, honestly. Yeah. I am so in love with that game. But I literally haven't gotten past Act 2, and I have, like, 23 hours in. Yeah. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. And everyone was talking about, like, oh, Red Dead Redemption 2, oh, my God, it's so good, it's so good, it's so good. Bro, it's too much. Yep. It's it was a, a good game, but, like, I don't need to be able to play poker in a video game. If I want to play poker, I will go online or 40 minutes down the road to Atlantic City and lose my money. I don't need to do it in a video game. And, <laughs> and you don't need to realistically watch them skin a deer every single time oh my god one of my buddies was like yo did you catch the legendary trout and i was like yo leave me alone don't ever speak to me (laughs) (laughs) what's wrong with you why am i gonna do that like it's just it's too too much man it's too much pick up every item individually Uh, yeah out of the the junk drawer too yeah it's like it's what I that's why I liked um I don't know if you played it, Frankie, Deathloop. Like they had nods to other things in it. Like you can find a game cabinet that said like the the mark of the outsider with the with a nod to Dishonored and like other games that are in the Arcane Studio kind of like shtick, but you couldn't play them. They were just cool there, and then you played the storyline and then they gave you the option to continue doing whatever else you wanted to do. It, but like And I'm one of those crazy people that like if I see an open world, I need to explore every crevice. Yep. Like I yes. need, I need to, I'm so, like, it's not, it's a compulsion. Like it's not, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm so, I'm not saying I'm definitely not saying I'm normal, but like I need to, it's who I am. It's part of me. So like, for instance, like, um, it was like semi open world with, uh, uh, what's it called? Last of us two. Yep. Oh yeah. Like I literally like went through every building and tried to open every door, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And I was like, this is too much, guys. Like the game could have been like eight hours shorter. It really could. Yes. Have been. Yeah. Just give yeah. me, just give me something simple. I don't need to do all this craziness, you know, just to find a collectible comic book. You know. Right. Just give me, just give me a game where it's like, yo, world eight, eight levels in here, and then you're on to the boss, and then like that. That's all I need right now. Yeah. You know, you but... know what you sound like you like, Frank? Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. I mean, this last one was, it was good, but it was, like, a little much, too. But even that's, like, even you and I, like, we talked when we played Crash 4. Like, we loved playing. I I really did love every part of it, even when I was dying all the time. But, like, even Crash has been taken over by, like, bro, this is too much. Like, there's too many collectibles. These levels are, like, you have to get through this entire level that's five minutes long without dying once just to unlock this one VHS on this other thing. And it's like, bro, let me, let me just play Crash. Yeah. And then do it backwards and get every box and do all the color and, like, the yep. blah, blah, blah. 
it's like, listen, I, I, my, my son and I play Crash Bandicoot every now and then. I, I thought it was a really fun game, but like these people, and then like you need to do the time trials. It's, it is a lot. We are like becoming like we're so obsessed with if we can do something that we're just not even thinking about if we should do it. Yep. Yeah. It's it's it a lot. Bloated, where it could be a more refined experience, you know. Do you yeah. ever get sick of like doing it? Do you ever like start doing it and at one point you're just like I can't do this anymore, so you just streamline doing the main story quest to just get it over with so you can finish it? I do, but then, like, for instance, in, like, Ghost of Tsushima, like, I'll be like, yo, I need to just, like, do a main mission right now. And then I'll be like, oh, a fox den. And then, like, I'm like, <laughs> you know, and then I'm like, I'm gone, you know, uh, you know, and it's like, oh, uh, you know, a straw hat duel. Oh, my God, look over here, you know, oh, my God. And then I get, and then it, it's an hour and a half later, and I'm like, I got to go to sleep. Yeah, you it's know? time for bed. Yeah. It's just, yeah, like, yeah. I, I am very well aware that, like, I might be, you know, the problem, and it's just because I can't stop doing that stuff, but, like, it's it's like video games now i love them so much and i always will love video games but like they don't need to take eight years to make something because you need to put in there that you can make your own coffee you know like just just <laughs> give me a game that like it, it has a good story strong supporting characters a cool world no one's going to be upset that i can't open every single door in every single building in the neighborhood oh well, yeah we've gotten too we've gotten too much to the well, I wish I could do this. You know, like I wish I couldn't do this so that I could stay on track from what I'm doing. Yeah, you're not, you're not necessarily part of the problem for you, like getting distracted by other things. It's like that's what we do. We get distracted by new things and things to do in the game that we become so familiar with. So it's not. I think it's more of a problem of like a game developer being like, "Listen, I made this great game and it has this great story." But you know what's even better is that I put all of these mini games that are right down the road that are not going to help you beat this game at all. And it's like it's it's like, you know, it, it's kind of mirroring the way that the movie industry is right now. We're like these triple A games are so packed and they have so much in them, just like these multi 150 million, 250 million dollar movies. There's so much in them that people will will parse and revisit over and over and over and over again. So you're getting these massive games that are just, you know, like it's super heavy at the top. And then you have small games like we downloaded Miles and I downloaded this game called I Am Fish. You're a fish and a water ball Love and you're it. just rolling around. And like it's just it's so great. simple. You know what I mean? Like it's becoming so exhausting and like we're just churning out the same old same old same old like i got the new call of duty i played it is it good yeah but guess what it's literally call of duty 8.0 like there's nothing yep. different enough about it to make me go like whoa yeah, yeah. Exactly. i had the opposite exactly. experience joe of your question of like you're you're so tired you just want to you know golden path and just do the story like i last winter i played persona 5 royal and it took 120-something hours to beat. So it's like a long JRPG. And then yeah. after that, I was all right, what else is on my backlog? And I have the uh, for uh, the Horizon Zero Dawn you know, Definitive Edition or whatever. It's all right, let me get into this. And I'm like 45 minutes in. There's all these cutscenes. And then they open up and there's all of these dots on the map. And there's all of these. And I'm like, I'm not even an hour in. And I'm like... I can't commit to what this game is about to ask me to do for the next like 70 hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just, I don't have the time and I don't have the patience after just playing a 120 hour game right before this one. And I like, I haven't gone back since like, I have no interest in playing it or the sequel. Cause I'm like, I, I am not invested. I'm not as invested in your world as you want me to be. You know? Well, the thing that's yeah. super tough too is like, you know, like hypothetically with like a Grand Theft Auto 5 which still has legs for some reason 
and there'll be like a mission. I'll be at the top of the map. And there'll be a mission at the bottom of the map. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to drive there and do it. And I'll drive all the way down there on the way, you know, in a couple cars, whatever. And, like, I'll get there and I'll be like, <laughs> all right, for the mission, you have to go all the way up to the top of the map. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know? And so it's like you're just darting around to do one mission and then you do it. And then you're like, oh, there's 800 million more. And don't get me wrong. I love getting lost in a video game. I really, really do. But, like... Sometimes less is more. Mm-hmm. Look at like a perfect example. Look at like you know Super Mario 3D World. Like you, you got you know it's a world. They got levels in it. They hit a couple green stars in there, and then that's it. Bada bing, bada it. boom. Bing bang bong bong. <laughs> Done. It, I think I mentioned this to Joe Brown uh, one other time we were talking about stuff, but like I was like, remember when we were in college? And, I, and Bioshock Infinite had just come out, and it was a it was like a goal of mine to beat that game in eight hours because you could do it. <laughs> like, yeah. like that's what I want to go back to. Like, actually, that's why I kind of like the new Resident Evil games that are coming out. There's a there's an achievement in both Resident Evil Seven and Resident Evil Eight for you to finish the game in either four hours or three hours. It's called well the achievement for Resident Evil Seven is get me the hell out of here and Resident Evil say eight it's like uh like a walk through the park or something it's just like beat the game get it done and get out of there like that's I'm about it yeah, yeah it, it, and, and and in particular in those games like I uh, actually Resident Evil Village is the first Resident Evil video game I ever played mm-hmm. but like I didn't want to move around in that game I didn't want to spend more time in it. You know, yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, this is misery. What, what do I, what do I need to find? You know, like a, a headless doll for? You're like, well, cool. Was I'm gonna get extra incendiary ammo? Like, I don't need that. I don't care. Just get me out of here. <laughs> See, Frankie, the cool thing about those games is that you find all that stuff and get all this money, and then you buy the guns and just kill everything immediately, so you don't feel afraid to walk around in it. Yeah, well, and then you get put into a level like what's her name's house. Where they take all your guns. Oh, and I'm like, oh yeah. This is, all misery. this is all misery. This is miserable. This is all misery. <laughs> Big scary baby coming after you. Bro, I gotta Loved send you guys. It. I played that on stream and I gotta send you the clip of me reacting to that. I was like, I couldn't, couldn't believe what I was saying. I need to, I need to see it. They tried, they were trying to pick up after that PT, um, that PT stuff. Yeah. I mean, listen, you know, uh, again, I think that. Video game, like big giant video games, that have a lot to do. I think there's a place for them. People buy them, obviously, like they're cool. But sometimes less is more. Like not everyone needs to make these massive open world games. You know, like sometimes simplicity sells just as well. And that you know, and even if it doesn't sell, like it's gonna get reviewed well. And the good thing about like video game fans, not like indie movie people, is like video game fans, like if they like something, like that small little cult that loves it is gonna bring it to the moon and back. Yep. You know. Look at Psychonauts. Nope. Yeah, and exactly. Like yep. they'll stay, they'll stay playing it forever and ever and ever. You know, I mean, listen. I still to this day, every night before I go to sleep, I say my prayers. I drink my, you know, uh, my tea. I have my Wheaties, and then I play Blinks a Time Sweeper every single night <laughs> because I will be damned if there's not another Blinks a Time Sweeper game. We'll make it happen. We can make it happen. You want to show my friends? Ooh. Oh. That's you want cool. to wow, that's so real that's, cool. That's the base, that's the ground for the Daily Bugle Lego set. Oh, Whoa, I was nice. just looking at that earlier today. All right, I'll be there in a few minutes. We're almost done, buddy. 
All right. So, um, Frankie, make sure next time you have your next 24-hour stream, you let us know because I enjoyed the last one. That was that yeah, was and we got to play time. some Halo together, boys. Absolutely. Oh play, yeah, we do. You guys play PC? Yeah, yes, I have, sir. I have it on Steam. I don't know. If I don't know if there's a difference it'll work. or not, but it'll work. Yeah. Whoa, He's up. there it is. I see it. That's brilliant. Heck, heck yeah, let's do it. Nice. They're saying it looks really cool, Miles. All right, so let's get you out of here, Frankie. You got, you're a busy man. You got a lot of things going on in life. So we want to, again, thank you very much for joining us on this very special edition of Cup of Joes. Do you have any, you know, final heartwarming goodbyes or messages or anything? And, you know, where can people find you, you know? Yeah, well, well this is your time to plug, my friend. Go ahead and oh, plug it up. I mean, uh, thank you, Chris Rock. Thank you, Tina Fey. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to the Foo Fighters, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> uh no boys thank you uh, you know uh so much uh joe you know it's always good hearing from you and uh uh Perian, you know like i said i haven't spoken to you in years so always always glad to see that you're you're around you're hanging out you're living the dream i know i give you guys uh i give you guys crap but it's because you know we're friends and, exactly. and if you don't like it go credit your mom or dad i don't care um and if your parents are dead credit somebody else there you uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh no but seriously thank you <laughs> Hey, thank you for wait, are any of your parents dead? Yeah, both of our dads our are dads dead. Are dead. So, <laughs> so we'll we'll all right, I'll cry to to Joe's mom and he could cry to my mom. We'll, yeah, yeah, I, I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't it's know. Fine, it's I, fine. Mean, I, I think I might have knew but I forgot. It's but, fine, don't worry. Yeah, it's good. Um, but no boys, I, I, I genuinely uh love being here with you guys and you're good people and whenever you have me back I'd love to make it. Oh, and uh, yeah, go find me, uh, the Frank Alvarez on Instagram and Twitch, and then F Alvarez 8085 on Twitter. Check out the Basement Yard podcast. Check out the movie trivia showdown, and, and kiss my kiss my face. Sounds good. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right, so Joe, that's gonna wrap up this special edition. So you know how it is. I was intro and you outro. So take us home. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Cup of Joes. I've been your host, Joe Perrion, accompanied by my best friend, Joe Brown, accompanied by our other best friend, Frankie Alvarez. There we go. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll see now you we're a couple of Franks. Yeah, there, there you go. We'll you can be cup, cup of Joe oh. with, a, with a side of Franks. Ooh, there it is. Like Ooh, with a hot dog. There's a big old plump dog right there. Um, <laughs> we'll see you on the next episode.